Hi, welcome to episode 93 of Book Off Banter. We are enjoying your dilemmas so, so much. Obviously, partly because it makes us feel like we are not the only people that have enormous amount of dilemmas. So it is another dilemma-filled episode. Um, and then I thought, I don't know what you think, Carla, but I am starting to Christmas. Well, actually, I'm not starting. I started a little while ago, but to do my Christmas shopping. And I wondered if like a little mm. horsey Christmas present episode, you know, with maybe like what people would like, what people are thinking about buying their instructors or um yeah worst good. worst horsey Christmas presents um because I think Best sometimes horsey Christmas presents yeah when you do them too close to Christmas they're like they're no help because Carla mm. like trainer Carla is one of my most stressful people to buy for every damn year I try and think of something um and I never I can never it's really hard isn't it like mm. just to be fair all christmas shop well not all christmas shopping like i could christmas shop for the boys forevermore but like, oh 100 percent, yeah i could do my boys but like my husband he's the worst i have to leave him for the last minute well ben's he goes been christmas so shopping, he buys himself something. ben's been so easy the last few like birthdays and christmases because he just wants his arm finished so like every like occasion he just gets more arm covered <laughs> Did you did you see last year my um, Christmas presentation I did? Yes, PowerPoint. Did you see present. that? Yeah, yeah you the told us about I did my yeah. family, my PowerPoint that I did. Because you um, wanted Crocs, um, Well, didn't it you? turns I out. Why I remember that? Yes, I did. Um, and I I done this PowerPoint. I turned the TV off and I made my whole family sit through this PowerPoint. And um, it turns out that he's like. I then did it on my story and my husband showed it. He went, this is what I've got to put up with. And now people that he works with are saying, has your, has your wife done a PowerPoint yet? Has your wife done a PowerPoint yet? <laughs> and they're all looking forward to this Christmas PowerPoint. He's actually said to me, said, it pains me to say it, you're going to have to do another PowerPoint. <laughs> so for anyone that follows me on Instagram, it's coming, all right? I will do another PowerPoint. I'm actually on a night shift on Thursday. So I think, I think that might be where I start my PowerPoint. You have to worry, send me a message when you're going to put it on so I can see it as well, because I don't go on Instagram. Okay. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. Um. Okay. So that's what we've planned for next time. Um. So we'll do just a, probably a quick news again and then try and get through some more dilemmas. Um, I've hardly got, Sounds good to me. I've hardly got any news. Um, I rang trainer Carla. Um. I was talking about bougie, just he what he we, he's really struggled since I fell off him. It's really upset him, which I think is really quite rich saying as my shoulder barely functions. Really anymore. weird. Um and so when I was kind of explaining to Carla, which also is part of the reason I need a very nice Christmas present, because it's like I said to Ben, she's like a witch. Like because I kind of said one thing and then she was like, yeah, and then did he do this? And then did you do this? And then this did this happen? And I was like, were you there? And she was like, I just, I know how his brain ticks. And she was like, he's doing that because of this. And he's doing, I was like, oh, for God's sake. Anyway, he's been like launching himself over the fences and then like 
obviously throws me so high, then I catch him in the teeth and then he goes ballistic because he's really funny in the mouth and is very like upset by the fact I've caught him in the teeth. So Carla said, the problem is when you let go of the rain in midair, he can't stand that. It panics him. Mm. I said, Carla, I didn't let go of the rain. I fell off. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, I know, but to him, you let go of the rain. It's like, fuck me. I'm sorry, my hitting the deck at high speed offended him so much. Upsetted him slightly, yeah, yeah. So basically, I'm just trying to undo falling mm. off, how like falling off has completely traumatized Bougie. Um, Mint is doing pole work and little bits of Cavaletti and adores it. So now, if you do flat work, he's fine. If you do anything involving a pole, he bronks in his canter transitions and then shoots off full speed squealing, which is not really the civilized look that we were going for. Um, no, that's not me. No. And Pan has got his first show in what feels like absolutely forever on Saturday. So I just popped him around a few fences tonight because I thought we've probably both forgotten how to do it. And that's it. That's news. So my boys are both back in work now. Um, they came back in. Well, Vin, like Vincent had like, I managed to get Vincent for six weeks off which I was really pleased with and then I think Jazzy only ended up having two um and then they both I thought well just do them together at the same time Jazzy obviously isn't going to need as much walking as what Vince is um made a fatal error I think I'm only walking with the tiniest bit of trot with Vince I won't bother putting his martingale on and he was the biggest dickhead you've ever like how did he know how did he know he didn't have it on he was flinging his head around. Oh, he was an absolute, absolute penis, he was. Whereas Jazzy, he has just been angelic. The horse has just been an absolute angel. So, sorry, I've got a pug on me and he's licking his... Pugs have to have very clean feet. Anyone that's got mm. a pug will tell you this. And he's licking his feet like it's like, stop licking Luluing. So, they are on... I've actually changed their turnout. I bought them, I started bringing them in at night and now I've actually turned them again. So they're actually coming in for a few hours in the day. They're coming in during the day and then they're going out at night because uh, we have just got, we we can't find out who this delivery driver is. Uh, but we appear to have a delivery driver or an Amazon driver or something like that who insists on opening the gate and leaving it open. We've got a big sign on it now that says, please shut the gate. We've made it as easy as we can to open and shut, but for some reason, whether I'm, I'm saying it might be one, it might be a succession of them, we're not sure. Uh, they are just aren't. So anyway, the theory of this is, is if they're out at night, I can go down when I put them out, shut the gate, lock the gate, yeah, and then I lock it in the morning. And so that's that's what we're doing now. Um, and in the meanwhile, we're going to have to save up. And possibly get an electric gate or something like that. So through the, I know. That's I know, been on gonna... our wish list for here, but like it's so damn expensive. It's so expensive. But we, at the moment, well, we've got this, we've got, you know, we've even, we, the only other option we've got is um, changing our post box at our gate and seeing if making it one big enough for parcels to go in and just then mm. all deliveries go there. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there's that. 
Uh, and so I'm just looking now with views to competitions and training for Jazzy through December. Vince won't be competing or lessons through December. He won't start till January. So he, he'll do like sort of like a full six weeks of fitting work. Whereas Jazzy obviously has slightly less time off, won't do as much. I went out on Saturday. I do feel I need to tell you this as my news. Because I just need to, I, I feel like I need therapy. I need to get it off my chest. Is it a dilemma? So, oh, it's, no. Okay. Mm, complete humiliation, should we say? Like, literally, every time I think about it, I swear. I'm good to hear that. So I went, I went out. <laughs> so I went out on Saturday, and uh, I went with uh, a friend of mine, and it was a night we've been looking forward to for a long time, called uh, Clockwork Orange at Fabric in London, called Delayed of the Dead. So it's sort of like this, play on Day of the Dead, the Mexican thing. Um, but obviously because it was late, they called it Delayed of the Dead. And there was all these big DJs and it was uh, there was three rooms of music. And then my first humiliation was uh, she lives just out, just in Essex and I had to get a train dressed as a demon. I had like a skeleton suit on, demon horns, and then I'd put like all these jewels to make like a skull face type thing on my face, yeah. which was all great. Uh, but I had to get on a train on a Saturday, and it's, it was in the afternoon, it was in the evening. So I had to get on a train at like one o'clock in the afternoon into London dressed like that, which everyone was staring. It was just like so embarrassing. Um, we're then we're outside this pub, and these tourists took photos of me. Again, this humiliation wasn't stopping. Then we went into fabric. When you go in, they uh, put these really strong stickers over the camera of your phone that you can't video and like take photos inside and I think that triggered something in my head I'll, that's what I'm going with now I, I I was out I was enjoying myself I had quite a bit to drink and I reached a stage with my life where I thought what the world needs now what the rest of the people in this nightclub need to see is me dancing and that is how I found myself in the main room of fabric dancing on a stage next to the DJ box now I say dancing. I look like I was fighting off a swarm of wasps, possibly. Even like the next day, right? Well, let me see. We're having a broom. We made Becky goes to me. She goes, Do you know something, girl? I said, I didn't realise how long your arms were until I looked up and I saw you dance. <laughs> I I was moving to a rhythm, probably not the rhythm that was playing, but you know, Listen, I, was, I was. The music was, just took you. That's how it goes. <laughs> The music and the Jack Daniel took me on a journey. I think in my mind, I thought, because there's no cameras, there'll be no, like, memory of this. I forgot oh, okay. that people had eyes that they could see. And um, there was also an official photographer and, like, someone, like, videoing. And Becky says they were taking photos of me and filming me at one stage. So, uh, as, you know, amazing. Anyway, this, there was this young girl and she joined me on this. She was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. You've got to meet my dad. Drags me by my hand, takes me down by, by the side of this DJ booth, down these stairs. I ended up in the VIP bar with all the DJs. And the tequila was free. Now, I know, my dog's not going to believe it. Uh, that is never a good thing for me. Never. No, that will end badly. But that oh, was I'm exciting. Like, Oh, it was great. 
I do remember seeing there was a DJ called Seb Fantaine, and I recognised him, and I was like, "Don't, don't talk to him, Carla. He's like a really famous DJ." So like my drunk brain sort of like kicked in a little bit. She introduced me to her dad. Her dad was Stretch Sylvester. He used to be in a really I didn't know this. My husband filled me in afterwards in a really famous sort of like DJ producing thing called Stretch and Vern. And they had like top ten hits and shit like that. It was actually quite hot. Uh, but you know, that's beside the point. And then I then start talking to this couple at the bar and I'm like making them do a couple of tears with me. And then well, the bloke, lovely, they were really, really nice. And the bloke's like, ah, oh, I bet I better I better ease off for a bit, yeah. Didn't really understand it. And you know when you're like really drunk and you feel the need to like tell someone your life story. Yeah. I was kind of doing that. So I was kind of doing a little bit of trauma dumping. I possibly showed him photos of my horses. I know I showed him photos of my horses. I showed him photos of my horses. Maybe a video of me fire eating. The dogs probably came up at some stage. Anyway, I've had this lovely conversation with them and then I go back to the dance floor because I've been on this side mission for God knows how long. I thought, I better find a friend that I've actually gone there with. And we're out there, we all, we're out on the dance floor and I look up and the guy that I've basically been trauma dumping on for the last hour is doing the closing set. His name is Mark Knight. He's a DJ on Kiss. He's like, he does all the massive Ibiza clubs and whatever. And I... I've been talking to him about BE Little Downham and coming forth. <laughs> <laughs> BE 90. <laughs> well, do you know what? I think that he probably really appreciated a change of subject. I, I, I think he probably did. He probably thought, yeah, this is an interesting conversation, but who the fuck is this mad woman with the red hair and where does she come from? No, I no, think he it. will spend all his time being like the girls will say the same thing to him. And I think he'll be like, Well, do you know what? I have never had someone talking about Little Downham before. Never. That's a dickhead. <laughs> oh, God. It was fun. I had a great time. I had an amazing time. Every time I think about it, though, like me, number one, me dancing on stage, I mean, dancing. Strictly ain't, ain't going to come knocking anytime soon. I want to curl up into my own asshole and die of shame. But you know what? Life's for living. I had, do you know what I think it was a little bit of it? Why I let loose? I worked the Thursday night before. Well, I'd done double nights, Wednesday, Thursday night. And on the Thursday night, we had um, a really upsetting thing come in. And it was one of those moments that you just sort of think to yourself, fuck me, life is short. Yeah. Life is so fucking short. You just, tomorrow isn't promised. You've got to stop worrying about what people are doing um, uh, or thinking of you and just live your life and enjoy it. And I kind of took it a little bit too far. But do you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It was kind of, I think it was kind of that. And it was just, but I had a great time. I didn't hurt anybody. I just had a good time. And I think, you know, they'll have learned a lot. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He knows things about eventing now that he never knew before. And he didn't know he that he, know yeah, well, he didn't know he needed it, but you never know. You never know. One day he might like be on a quiz team or something, a question come up, and I'll, and my conversation will pop into his head. You'll think, I know exactly how many penalties there are for a, a poll yeah. in the show jumping phase. Okay. Right. There we go. On that note, let's get on to these dilemmas.
I don't really feel like I'm emotionally strong enough to cope with anyone else's dilemmas, but let's go for it. Well, I think last time we did very well. Um, Okay, so this one is J.E. Equine, and she says, horse or house? I'm 24, I have a good job and work hard, but I never have any money. If I sold my youngster, I could afford to move out and buy a house, but is it worth it? Oh. <laughs> oh. you be the sensible one i'll be like no i i genuinely think i think you're 24 you're 24 yeah that is true to be fair you're very young still and being a grown-up and having your own house it's is not shit. always practical to be yeah that it is, is shit. True, to be fair. um yeah, do you know what? You've actually, fuck me, you could sell ice to the Eskimos, you. Because I live with Ben, who is absolutely obsessed with property. That is like his yeah. hobby, is houses. Yeah, that um, And so his thing is always to invest in property. And so I was kind of like, well, my thing was going to be, I don't know how, if you do you have another horse, like, is this youngster like your dream horse, you know, or is it like, well, actually, it's quite similar to my other one and my other one's kind of really nice. And then I was going to say, well, you know, maybe. But then actually, 24, and you're still living at home. Like, Make the most of it. Have the two horses, because once you've got a house and you've no, got No, we don't know and... if she's got two horses. She might only have one. She might only have a youngster. Oh, that's even worse. Definitely not sell it then. Definitely don't. I think what you have to say is something I don't... Okay, I'm going to say this, which probably a lot of people will judge me for, but, um, like, I always said that I would really struggle to be with someone where we weren't going to have enough money that I could have a horse. Because... Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. I've kind of, like made peace with for me to be happy like properly happy I need access to like a horse I need to be able to ride because yeah yeah it just it's not just a hobby for me it's like it's the thing that like cheers me up it puts you know it it does everything so like all I was gonna say is if you if that is your only horse and if you sell that and then you're in this house like night after night doing what and kind of looking at other people probably on Instagram and being like uh it's sunny like it's a sunny day and they're all at a show and so I yeah think I'd, yeah I'd be really careful with that Ben will listen to this and be absolutely horrified um yeah I know Sam if Sam listens he would be the same he's very much like property they're not built you know you should always buy property the weird thing is it's very very much a UK thing about owning your own house yeah, and a lot of places, it's a lot of people are a lot happier with not owning their own houses. They're a lot happier with living with their parents. It's just this big hang up that people seem to have in the UK about it. And I'll tell you now, it's it's you know, and the thing is, if you if you have to sell a horse to buy that house, the chances are you're not going to then have the money again to buy another one. So I just think either find a way to make it work with the horse or don't just 
I just think that, you know, you're 24 years old. Is there anything wrong with living at home for a bit longer? I'll be fine with my kids living at home when they're nearly 30. I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I just I joked, actually, when laundry. I... When I was like, making know. dinner, because um, Henry is like the fussiest eater and just, it's such a, mealtimes are a chew with Henry. Um, and I can't remember what he said, something about him basically. Oh, I think he said, oh, mummy, that was a really nice tea. I could eat that every day, like for the rest of my life. And I said, Henry, if I'm still making you macaroni cheese when I'm 80, like, I don't think I don't think I've got the emotional strength to look forward into my future and see that. <laughs> I said you're gonna have to find yourself a wife who can make macaroni cheese because I can't keep doing this. Like, so that's quite that's quite a lot to put on a young lad there. I know, but sometimes well, Carla, that was that went a bit deep. That went a bit deep. Sometimes you have to just be honest and just say. Okay. Anyway, getting back to her dilemma. Yeah, I think is it your heart if, horse? If someone if, if, then I always think to people if, if you are thinking of selling the horse, usually if someone goes, Oh, I don't know whether to sell this horse, I think if the thought is in your head of selling a horse, then you want maybe, to sell the horse. A lot maybe the there's like, yeah, like maybe I don't know if, like, and I think everyone's different. Like, if having a house and getting on the property ladder is really really important to you then I don't know maybe you could sell the young one and maybe try and see if you could afford to like part share one or something but I don't know I mean I definitely I wouldn't hurry into buying anything right now because I think no. the market is only getting worse and so yeah the last thing you want to do is be a negative equity and with that I am tapping out because I sound like them yeah there we go there we go and as yeah, I tell him on a daily is- basis no one likes a house for Ben. <laughs> yeah, I know. My husband, we're, yeah, my husband's exactly the same. So yeah, <laughs> don't buy the house, or if you do, don't do it yet. Have, have a bit fun. more fun. Have a dad's on a stage. Dad's on a stage. Go on, make a tea of yourself so I don't feel alone. Have some fun. Enjoy your horses a bit longer. Be young a bit longer, and don't get bogged. Try and get bogged down with mortgages and bills and shit like that too soon. Yeah, possibly not the most. Look, if you were looking for sensible advice, they wouldn't have don't come be to coming us. to us. Yeah, I think all fine. these people okay. are are hoping for us to basically just give them a green light to carry on with yeah, what they want to do anyway. Yeah, doing. yeah. Okay, so this next one comes from Lottie, and she says, "Hi, girls." Um. Oh well, I read this bit when someone says something nice. I never know whether to read that bit. But it's quite nice. I'll read it and then tell me whether I should edit it out. Um, Hi, girls. Adore the pod. It's down to horse girls like you who keep me sane when I'm struggling with constant self-criticism and doubting myself. Definitely that in. Think okay. ourselves that. <laughs> That's why we do this, isn't it? Because we want, we want people to feel like that. So it's nice yeah. to hear that they do. Okay. I always feel a bit, oh, should I, like, I often just cut them out, but... That is nice because I think anything where we remind all of our all of us that that's what we all do is good. So, yeah. okay. So she says, I'm already living my dilemma. Two thoroughbreds living out for the first time this winter. Um, no facilities, nowhere to dry rugs, no proper field shelter, although excellent natural shelter. How do I keep myself positive through the winter months when I'm seeing beautiful indoor arenas, clipped out shiny horses, 
hot water showers and solariums all over Insta. Both are in light work for team chasing in the spring and we go to the odd lesson if the field isn't too wet to tow the trailer out. Can I justify clipping? Love you both and thank you for always keeping it real, Lottie. Oh, I'll say, get over to my Instagram, darling. <laughs> darling, get over. Get over there. There ain't a solarium there. There's no washout. My horses are both so hairy and muddy. And I I don't have any facilities like you. I don't have an arena. And it is hard, actually. And I do get what she's saying because it can be just feel like so dispiriting. Because you know you're doing your best for your horse. You know you are. Because we every, I, I I believe that there's only a very small amount of people in the horse world that don't do, always want to do the absolute best for their horse. So she's doing it her absolute best for them. And that's how she keeps her head up. Remember what you see on Instagram. It's just a show reel. It's not real life. (laughs) Hang on a second. Sorry. Someone just walked in my house. Oh, it's my son. Sorry. I don't know you, Ria. Sorry, my eldest. What? What was it? Eleven o'clock this morning. Where have you been? Just in your room. Sorry, I didn't know. What have you eaten? Sorry, I didn't know my son was here. You haven't had them curly fries, have you? Sorry. And also, I bought a piece Star Wars jigsaw puzzle. So you've been doing a jigsaw. So you're 18 years old and you've been sat in your bedroom eating pizza and doing a jigsaw. What is wrong with that? I feel like surely he should be the one dancing on the stage and you should be the one doing the jigsaw. Exactly. And he's he's sat there doing a jigsaw and I'm dancing on the stage. Yeah. I'm I'm doing the podcast. Okay, can you... I'd be with him doing the jigsaw. I'm definitely for the jigsaw life. Know, why are you putting clothes on? I like a good jigsaw, actually. Um, I, I don't. I get angry with them. I do. I need someone to do the jigsaw with me. Ben says I'm a glory seeker in everything I do. Like, if we do, like, painting, which we very rarely do, um, I'll just get a roller and paint a massive, like, circle in the middle of the wall. And then I'll be like, I've done the thick of that. I'm off. And Ben's like, yeah, yeah. you did the thick of it. Um. Sorry. Anyway, so getting back to Lottie, what I was going to say is that for different reasons, because I I am quite lucky, like I do have like decent facilities, nothing like what you see on Instagram, which to be honest is nicer and less damp than my house. Um, but for other things, like I just don't go on Instagram anymore. It's not good for me. Um. It makes me feel stressed out and like I like things aren't how I want them and and I kind of just I think when I'm when I'm not like seeing it then I just forget it ha- it exists and I just yeah I think it I'm can I tell you something is such a social media is such a um, poison chalice in some ways because. There's parts of it which I absolutely adore. Like the support I get on there, I get a huge amount of support from people. The friendships I've made on there, um, the opportunities that were given to me, obviously I don't do as much in that sense, but the opportunities that I had been given as a result of that, 
all of that, you know, for me is so nice. And then I agree, you know, I thought I do struggle really badly with jealousy, particularly seeing as I don't have, you know, facilities. To do. I, but please don't think when I say that, that in any way I'm in any way upset with what I have. You know, I have, I know that people would die. They would die for what I've got. So I'm, I always try and remind myself that. I always try and remind myself, I think, Jesus, you know, if as a kid, I, we couldn't afford horses at all. I couldn't afford venison. If I knew then what I know now, like, and I think Lottie's probably the same. If you're, you know, pony mad Lottie saw what you had now, even if it's muddy and there's no proper place, then you, you just, so many people die for what you've got. So and you've also, got to I think that and you just got to. a lot of, like, even if you have nice facilities, the winter's shit, isn't it? I mean, it's a damn sight less shit when you're in an indoor arena. Like, I think that when I'm getting piss wet to my knickers, that this would be a lot more pleasurable if I was dry. If I had dry knickers, you know, that's always a better day. But um, a lot of, like, a lot of the winter stuff's shit. And I think sometimes maybe think, like, you're in quite a fortunate position where the sport that you maybe want to do you don't need to be super on it and on them for the winter. Yeah. And so kind yeah. of look at it as like a, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just having a bit of fun. I don't need load of pressure when the weather's rubbish and when you might like graft and graft. Like I've done that before many winters where I've been like, right, I'm aiming at this show. So I'm going to really put the work in and, you know, and I go out in the rain and and then like you get a month of snow and you think, so that was li- I've yeah, been riding exactly. in the rain for for nothing exactly. now, and so I kind of think, in a way, maybe try and just think, I don't have to put the pressure on for the winter, and the winter's rubbish time to have a horse, and when the weather breaks, I'll, I'll pick it up. And who will be laughing? Who exactly. will be laughing, Lottie? Come the spring when you're led in bed because your horses are living out. And them poor fuckers that have still got horses that are coming in at night and still like have to get up at six in the morning to muck out. It will be laughing then. You will, my girl. You will I, be laughing. I don't think I would clip though. I'd maybe give them like uh, I'd maybe give them like a, a low like a, I was gonna say something like a low blanket maximum. Yeah. Just because they're just mainly head and neck. That's all they like, need thoroughbreds living out I just think how many rugs would you have to put the but I mean I'm not I'm obviously not going there because but it's hard I guess because for me I associate if I'm clipping 98% of the time every single bit of hair is coming off them so that's like for me I'm like oh god you don't do that but um yeah I think if they're working it's better for them to be clipped than like mint and bougie oh god I that's part of my wanker for the week, so I'll not go into it. But um, I've just clipped bougie and I didn't have time to do mint because every single ride they get a full shower, like literally nose to tail, every inch of them at the minute is just lathered with sweat. And like you can't, you can't really carry on like that, can you? So no, it's worse for especially if they're living out. Yeah, like you've got a sweaty horse. Just take off the bits that get the most sweaty ears can be done with it. Stick an extra rug on. They'll be fine. Vince lives out when they do live out. I mean, obviously, I'm, um, they're not at the moment just because it's just so wet. But when it's drier underfoot, they do sit, They do live out. 
and uh, Vince lives out completely fully kit. I leave his legs on. He's a good he doer, isn't he? He is a good doer. But then I've I've always kept it. I've always done it with everything. I kept Have everything. You? I've even used to keep. I just I just up the hay, up the rugs. They're more resilient than I think we give them credit for. I think yeah. we, I think we just get a little bit too precious about them, which shouldn't help. But anyway, stop stressing. You're doing great, Lottie. Yeah, and everyone's got everyone's got something that's shit, you know, like yeah. half the people maybe that are riding in the indoor arenas with the solariums feel a huge amount of pressure and all the they're chucked up to the eyeballs to pay for it. So I kind of just think it's shit for everyone, which is quite a depressing way to look at it. Yeah. Um Okay. And on that cheerful note, it's shit for everyone. That was you last week. You were like the Grim Reaper last week, and that's clearly going to be me this week. I've had a fucking shit week. Um, I'm not going to go into it on the podcast. but So this is a really unusual dilemma um, for a horsey person. Okay, you ready? Um, I think this person wants to stay anonymous. Let me see. Horsey dilemma. Um, So... I've come into a bit of inheritance money recently. It's not an insane amount. (laughs) But it's more than I've ever had a spare change in my whole life. It's around 55,000. My... (laughs) You're like me, I'm like... (laughs) Why, why, why? Why has God got favourites? I'm... What did she do in a past life that I should have done? Why am I being judged for not doing that now? I know. My dilemma is, do I invest in something sensible or do I have some fun with this? I have a horse already who I absolutely adore, but have always loved the idea of having two. I mean, don't they all need a friend like children to keep them company? Option two, do I become an owner, buying a nice horse and watching it be produced and enjoy the journey? I have an excellent rider in mind who I would love to offer this opportunity to, which leads me to option three. Um, Do I offer to sponsor one of the rider's current horses for a season? Same idea, but without having to source a horse and just essentially join in with the current string. Or is this just a really shit way to splurge cash? My husband would say I should have an option for where I invest um, the money into into our house or do something similarly boring. Sim, hang on. Simil, similarly. Similar, similar, similarly. 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 Boring. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just... Well, think, um, I just I'm, I'm quite pleased that she didn't go still in with the, um, let's, let's um, invest. Because we know that that's not going to happen. No. Listen. You've been left this money. The person that's left this money wants you to enjoy it. Yeah. That's my my take on it. It's money that you weren't expecting. It's money that you... And you need to enjoy it. Life is short. Grab it. 
do the things that make you smile, make you laugh. Yeah, Ben's dad. Maybe don't buy a horse then, because I was about to say, do the things that make your heart sing. Maybe not. No. <laughs> no ben, sorry, Ben's dad. Ben's dad got left some money, um, and he bought some like fancy gates for their old house because he said he wanted he didn't want it to just kind of accidentally go on bills and stuff he wanted something that when he looked at that thing he knew it'd come from that person yeah um and then when Ben's grander who was living with us um died he'd left us all a little bit of money so like he'd left his children money obviously but then he'd left all the grandchildren and even the great-grandchildren a bit of money like nothing oh that's sweet yeah nothing at all like that sort of money um and Ben's dad like gave it to us and um he said make sure you spend it I want you to tell me like you're gonna spend it on something that you know that's like a present from your grander yeah yeah so we bought a new present for yourself I think yeah, we bought a new like double like uh, chrome fridge freezer thing, which we had wanted for ages. And mm. um, the one that's behind you. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like that. That's kind of that's where it came from. So I definitely think. I mean, that's a lot of money, and I probably it depends financially, like where you are. We don't really tend to have a lot of kind of like money put away for a rainy day because I've got horses Um, I maybe would put a little bit away just kind of like for my peace of mind or for the future like maybe invest it or something a little bit of it but for me at least half if not more would be on something that really made me smile made me think of that person um, so I, that's why I would think I, I, I mean I don't know what this person's like yada 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 but my temptation would definitely go for buying a horse, buying a second horse. Yeah. Um, and what I would think on that is, is buy yourself a horse, buy yourself something really nice. There is always the option, if it doesn't work out or it's too much for you, to then offer it to this pro rider. Yeah. Um, I think that the sponsoring a... A horse again. That's to me. That's nice... just money down the pan. Yeah, I think it, all that is is just a nice way of going to yard visits. Yeah, because you, you you're not you're not an owner in that horse. You're not. You're just basically paying for somebody else's horse. Yeah, I wouldn't. No way, I'll do that. No, so count that one out. Sorry. Yeah. So it'd be for me, it would be between buying yourself a horse or then buying a specific horse the place with the pro but i think instead of going all out and going straight down that route i think you should buy a horse for yourself and then see how you get on and then if it isn't going to work out perhaps think about either selling that horse and then doing it or then placing the, the bought horse with the pro how's that yeah i am looking at a picture it's tiny um of you like your thumbnail and like you look like you you compete and so to me you know if you buy something that can compete you know in the future potentially at a higher level but the aim is that 
they might do some bigger classes on it and you will have some fun. I don't think I would really like the idea of just buying a horse specifically for someone else. The only way I would do that probably would be um, I would, like, say, buy a horse for Carla with a very clear intention of we get it to this level and then we sell it. Mm. Um, But that would be just to make money. It wouldn't – and I would – yeah – if I was if I was like multi-millionaire, I would love to buy a really good horse. She deserves it. But I think with that amount of money, like it's 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 so much money, but at the same time, this is typical horsey person. But like if you buy a horse for half decent money, if it's gonna be half, say like 10, 15 grand, and then you've base it with someone for a couple of years. That horse is going to be standing you a good, a good amount of money, and mm. horses can just jack the job for no reason. You know, if it breaks its leg and it's insured, that's one thing, but they can just jack it, or you know what I mean. There's, and that then that. Oh, like, that's every well, you know, there's that, there's that big joke, isn't there? Which is the only way to make a small fortune from a horse is to make start with a large fortune. Yeah, you know, there's there, you. You if you go into it, you're gonna to have to go into it thinking this money is gone. <laughs> Basically, this money is gone. And the problem you've got is how long will that money last for you to be able to keep that horse with that rider? So you know, because it isn't just about buying the horse and placing it with the rider. There yeah. there are costs associated with that. So do you want to get three, four years down the line and get to a very exciting part of that horse's career? And then realise that you can't afford it anymore because the money's run out, or or think, oh my god, I, I, but we can't stop now, um, or or have that awful dilemma where you get to that stage and the horse is worth a huge amount of money, and you think, well, you know, it makes no, no sense to keep it anymore, mm-hmm. and you sell it, and then then you feel terrible for doing that. I think that unless you can seriously consider it for the whole career of the horse. Is it fair on anybody really to place it just with a rider for a couple of years, a few years? Uh, I think maybe. Uh, there's just no buy way yourself a horse. Yeah, like just say with like with bougie and have yes. a load of fun with it, and then maybe buy some lovely, nice, shiny, gorgeous tack to go on this nice horse. Some swanky boots. Get yourself a proper posh show jacket. Maybe buy a new trailer. If you've got a trailer or upgrade your horse box, I don't know, just do some selfish stuff for yourself with it and do some stuff with it that makes you smile and happy because that's what it's about. So that's what I'm going to say. I, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I, like, you know, if Bougie is, I never, I never mentioned Mint, bless him. If, if the babies like say were amazing and I kind of thought, oh, look, they're a bit wasted with me I would I would say to Carla yeah like if you want to you know jump a bigger class on them or whatever like I think you know if you've got this excellent rider that you'd like to kind of link in with definitely potentially you could link in with her and and produce the horse a bit sort of together like you know she help you and maybe she but I don't think I'd be buying a horse for another person and I'd 
I wouldn't be sponsoring it and I wouldn't be investing it solely in something boring because I don't think that if I gave money to someone, unless that was going to take a huge financial pressure off them, you know, like if you couldn't afford your bills, yeah. and, like then that's different. Because I, I, but you're not saying that. You're kind of saying like it's to just in, invest in your house or something kind of boring. I wouldn't do that. Like if it was me, I'd probably, I'd probably get an indoor or I'd get a new lorry. Um. Mm-hmm. Because it's like something tangible. It's something that would bring me a lot of happiness. And it's money that like you're not supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, if you want to give it to us because it's causing you. Well, well, I mean, when you say you were wanting to like sponsor a rider or another, yeah. oh, I mean, I'm saying no, but if like that person's name was Carla and she likes to dance on the stage next to a DJ and she rode very badly around the nineties, I'm saying I'm changing all of that. Yeah. I'm 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 uh, just come just give me the money. <laughs> Did she say event it? Uh, well I'm, not, I'm I mean, we use the term events quite loosely for me, don't we? So potentially it could be a show jumper. She could have wanted to buy me. A horse for £55,000. Bloody horses you have. You've got too many horses. You've got too many horses. That's rude. I've nearly got the same as you. I've only got three. I know, but I'm not counting the mare and foal because Ben literally can't even cope with them at the minute. They cannot stay in my life. Um, So I've basically got four. That's not the same as me anyway, is it? Well, four and one's retired. Three and one's retired. One horse different. If Listen, I am not picking a £55,000 horse out of bed. Be reasonable, Carla. I could be at the Olympics. Oh, Christ, I've said her name now. Well, you have to delete that, won't you? Uh, if you had to, um, what if though she says, right, I'll give you £55,000 horse, but you've got to give me mint and bougie? I mean, to be fair, you probably couldn't, but you'd have bougie on that horse box quicker than you knew how. Genuinely, if you offered me 55000 for mint and bougie, I wouldn't sell them. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we'd let you sell bougie because he creates far too much content. Yeah. So that's that would have been a good name for him, content creator. <laughs> Pretty much it, isn't it? Um if anyone can hear any noises, my dogs, by the way. I can't hear any snoring. Um so okay, quick question then. What would you buy the fifty five thousand? Like in her exact situation. I'd put an arena in. I'd put an arena yeah. in. I'd put an that's, arena in. That's kind of the I thing put, that I think. It's like it's a... I that's put an arena like, in and I put... Thing, isn't I it? I do all... And I put a track to my um, stables because I said I haven't got a proper... We've got the hardcore there, but we didn't get a chance to get it down before it got too wet. And I put electric gates on. And that would be my 55 grand gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like spending money that... 
I know. I love it. I love I it wish so I had much. Dilemma. <laughs> I wish I had that dilemma so to badly. Honest, I wish I had the dilemma it's even of like help. 55 pounds. <laughs> yeah. we went, I went to Oscar before at Cadets and he was like, oh, can we nip into outing? Yes, food. And I had to genuinely open my, because we don't get paid till Friday, I had to open my bank app. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> my car, I get rejected. The amount of times <laughs> I open Lloyd's bank and I'm like, can we? <laughs> Will you dance? <laughs> Um, um so maybe we're not filling people with um with yeah confidence with confidence for um our financial advice um okay next one meredith one beard a time i'm late to the dilemma party but still wanted both of your advice as mums the acceptable time to get back into horses. I had my little boy 10 weeks ago and I really want to get back on properly and start competing again, but feel filled with guilt if I leave him for any time at all. I'm in two minds um, I'm in to just sack the horses off and enjoy him until the spring. But I also have major FOMO of seeing everyone else paying to trot down the centre line and be judged by Edna, who clearly hates pays and scores a solid five, no matter what the movement. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's amazing. How did you cope with babies and horses? How long did you have off? And when did you fully get back into it? Um, I actually didn't have much time off with mine at all. I got back on both times very quickly. But both of mine, my eldest was born in May and my youngest was born in February. So it was kind of coming into the better weather. It's warm. It was a nice time to have horses. My horses lived out. Well, I didn't have one then. I only had one horse then. My horse lived out. Um, it was all just a bit nicer. Uh, than trying to get back on in at the end of November. Hmm. My, I, I don't regret getting on back on when I did. I did struggle with getting back out competing, and it wasn't easy. And I do think that if I had, I wouldn't have put that. <laughs> I wouldn't have put that pressure on myself. And I think a lot of my confidence issues and stuff stemmed from rushing almost to get back out competing again almost trying to prove a point and so I would say to her and this is genuinely hands on my heart I would say don't do it just because you feel like you have to or like you feel like you should it's winter it's vile even trotting down that centre line that dress just think it's not just that though is it it's getting ready to the show and getting everything clean and it's all quite stressful with a very 10 week old baby tiny yeah my advice genuinely don't bother give yourself a break you've just grown a human for god's sake you've grown an actual person cut yourself some slack chill out enjoy christmas and think reapproach it in the new year yeah i that quite sensible of me that was very sensible. I've got, I've had two very, very different experiences. So when I had Henry, Henry was the most difficult baby known to man. Um, and I had absolutely no help at all. Um, ben worked 
so much I never saw him um I had no help from any like from either side of the family and like with all the will in the world I literally just couldn't I couldn't do anything um and I was like on my own and so I was in quite a bad place looking back um and I think it would have done me good to get away from Henry and have some me time that was just me um but I'm talking like I really didn't do anything for two years with the horses after Henry so then with Seb because I had that experience with Henry before I like had Seb I was very much like this time I it's not going to stop me doing what I want to do and I'm going to get straight back into it and I was really adamant you know and I made sure that I had people in place that were going to help me this time and things were going to be different and so I was back on I had sections both times and I think both times I was back on maybe four or five weeks later with Seb I think I was at an away show I think he was 10 weeks old um maybe less because yeah I think it was 10 weeks because remember I fell off and smacked my head and ended up in A&E um and um, I, I don't regret that actually at all, but probably similar to what Carla's just said, I had said like back end of March. So we were coming into the summer season. If you gave me a half decent excuse now to not ride, I wouldn't ride. Oh. So... For me, what I would probably be doing is saying, I want to keep my, like, I want to get my fitness a bit back and keep the horse ticking over. So my aim is like maybe a couple of times a week to go up, have some me time, you know, where I do what I want to do. But I think I would probably have a goal for like, you know, maybe May to be back out competing. Yeah. Yeah. And then that gives you a good solid time to just enjoy your baby who is really tiny. And, you know, you're going to have things like he's going to get ill. Sorry, I've said he might be a girl. Um, they're going to get ill. They're going to be teething. And you you can't ever kind of get a good routine or get because yeah. something else, there's always another curveball. And so I kind of think if you aren't as stretched and aren't as tired, you're going to make things easier for you. Um, we always used to say with my kids, especially Oscar, Oscar was a terrible sleeper. And you could guarantee if I entered something or I had something yeah. planned with the horses the next day, he would be 10 times worse at sleep. I remember one day we went out with the drag hounds. Uh, we went out with the bloodhounds, sorry. And I actually remember of the day about, 15 minutes of the whole day we were out for like we did three lines I remember about 15 minutes of it because I had literally had about an hour and a half sleep the night before but I was like no I'm still gonna go I'm still gonna go you know and I like forced myself out and it was not a pleasant experience I didn't enjoy it and in hindsight I should have just gone do you know what let's just set this off today and try again and I think if you perhaps go into it and think well okay like uh like Katie said I was just going to keep them ticking over just for the for the me time aspect. Great. 
but if you start and then when you do start again competing again being find yourself and go do you know what if i have a shit night's sleep because babies just want to sleep through because they're teething or having a gross foot or whatever then i'm just going to withdraw i'm not going to put this extra pressure on myself when i'm already under all this pressure as a new mum to then think well now i've got to bring a bloody 60 67% dressage test out of the bag as well when I'm feeling like dog doo-doo. Just yeah. like, yeah, by all means, go out and do it. But do it because it's something you want to do and you're being kind to yourself with it, not because you're seeing other people doing it and you're thinking, oh, they're going to be wondering what I'm doing. They're going to be thinking, why isn't such and such was back out competing after three days? She squeezed out a baby without team chasing three days later. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's always going to be someone that, in your eyes that has done better and yeah. I use my little fingers there when I say that by the way than you but you just got to go at your own pace it really is that and do it because you enjoy it yeah like I I got back obviously competing really quick after Seb and ended up having it wasn't a bad it wouldn't have been a bad fall to anybody else it was obviously only because of my stupid head thing um that it ended up as a bad fall but you know then I ended up in A&E and because of COVID Seb couldn't come with me and it it all just you kind of look back and just think that was a lot of probably stress and maybe I should have just given myself a bit longer before I was back at an away show jumping (laughs) like yeah but I'm just yeah I'm just, I think I'm stubborn and I, and I think I like to push myself and I think my, I was so kind of frightened after what happened with Henry to not do that again. I yeah, think that's yeah, why I did that. Um, But I think if I was looking at it from in your perspective of like, would I be coming back into it when potentially you might bust a gut and then we could get a month of snow. Like mm. what, what's the point? Like, nobody wants to ride in this weather. It's just shite. Just stay at home. No. Have hot chocolate in front of the fire and smell your baby's Little Bailey's in your hot chocolate. Yeah. Come on, you haven't, you haven't been able to drink for nine months. Yeah. And even if you're breastfeeding, you can have a couple of, you can have a little bit of alcohol. Oh, God, yeah. Have a hot chocolate with a Bailey's in. I love a hot and chocolate. if you are breastfeeding. It'll sleep better. I might message me, I might message me, my husband to bring some Bailey's in. Um, and if you're breastfeeding, you're still having to like all the extra calories that you need. Yeah. Breastfeeding, chocolate, excellent for that. Chocolate cake, get a good Bailey's. movie on. Oh yeah, Christmas movie. Oh, oh, oh my god, you. you... Oh. And because you've just grown a human, you can wear all the comfy clothes still. You make it, like... Oh my god, I'm so jealous Babes, of why her. Are you why you want to squeeze? To go I'm down jealous. the centre line with Edna. Fuck that shit, man. Like, no ah, way go with Edna. Bailey's hot chocolate. Oh, my God. Stop. See, so Edna, Edna will be like? waiting for you in the summer with her sunglasses <laughs> on. And I, I think Edna will probably be in a better mood. Because the thing yeah, is, she's going to be freezing sitting in that car. And I think she doesn't want to be service. there. Yeah. You're doing her a service. Edna will be friendlier when the weather changes. Yeah, you'll get better scores. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Our next dilemma is from Maggie and Samantha. She says, 
I have a dilemma I would love your help with. The horse I currently have is my first horse. She's fab for me, an ex-riding school pony, 16 years, and we are happy hackers. I would love to do lessons and clinics and local shows and just have fun, but we don't have transport, so that's not possible because the hire is so expensive. I keep her at a very small yard, just me and the yard owner and a friend, but it's getting a bit lonely. The yard owner is batty, aren't they all? And my friend, although I'm super grateful for her help, doesn't ride very much, so I end up doing a lot of the work. I'm often treated as a bit of a, I'm often treated like a bit of a mug as it's my first horse. So basically, I'm looking for a new yard. Do you have any top tips of what to ask? I mean, it, in all honesty, it would be nice to ask to the yard owner, are you a complete psycho? And that the second I start paying rent here, are you going to go completely psycho on me and change all the rules when no one knowing? Um, and secondly, obviously, the next question I'd like to know is, which ones of these fuckers are the yard bitches? so I can avoid them, because there's going to be a yard bitch or two on there. Yeah. Uh, and thirdly, I can't think of number three right now. It's That's just the one, really, is it? Are you going to be a psycho yard owner, and which one of the bitches is bitches, so I can avoid them? Yeah, it's really, really difficult. <laughs> like, because I don't want to seem, like, I know neither of us will want to seem like delivery odds are, the worst places and like because we appreciate we're really lucky to not know. and also have I've made some happy friends from being on livery yards so yeah, that, you same. know and I still have these people in my life so it's but. not it's not necessarily that but the, 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 you have to remember that the, and particularly the bigger the livery yard the more you know you've got groups of predominantly women predominantly horse women who Whose by their very nature is their horse yeah and by their very nature there tends to be a slightly bitchy element to it and it's it's just and I think if you go into it with that sort of mind well I don't say mindset but just with that almost like that little bit of resilience then you'll be much I think if you whenever you go to a yard what always has always helped me is look at you look at the horses do the horses look happy does is there a relaxed feel to the yard because your gut feeling is usually a hundred percent i i read something about gut feelings which isn't it isn't a gut feeling it's actually um our bodies picking up on tiny little clues that we subconsciously don't take like that. notice of at the time so basically if you get a gut feeling about something chances are it's true and i can say with you know because i'm like 300 years old Whenever I have had a gut feeling, I always wish I'd followed it, uh, particularly when I haven't and I've done something else. Secondly, um, with regards to that, my question always is, is, are there lots of spaces somewhere? If there's lots of spaces yeah. somewhere, there's a reason why. Yeah. If there's a, usually if there's a wait list, there's a reason why there's a wait list. People want to be on that yard. So mine, when so people my, leave, sorry. And when people leave, it's always really helpful to maybe ask the people that are in their block or whatever, if you can get them on their own, ask why they're leaving. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and it'll be, you know, and that can be really telling. It can be, oh, well, she's had a massive falling out with such and such, right down to, well, they're just moving away. Yeah. So, you know, it, it can be, yeah. Anyway, what was yours? Sorry, Han. 
so my thing like after the doing the disclaimer some of the things like just kind of I'm looking back on like things turnouts a massive one um I'd want to know basically you are going to have to think about what is really important to me so if you hack you need to ask about the hacking like do they have good access to hacking is it busy roads um like we were at one place where they ran a shoot so the regularly would be like bird scarers like firing and like pheasants and that was became like just fairly perilous um so I would say um prioritize what makes you happy what's really important like do you love to spend ages like maybe standing brushing your horse so you're going to need somewhere that you know has the facility for you to do that I just think you know do you need an arena would an arena be nice like if you don't have transport do you need to go to a yard where people are happy to share or is it going to be that you'd like to try and see if they hire like you're going to need to speak to them do they have regular trainers that come to the yard or because just you moving isn't going to help your transport and clinic lessons potentially you're going to have to really look into that um yeah turnout for me is a massive thing like I wouldn't want to see a field with it's totally overgrazed with a million horses that are going to kick seven shades out of each other um but equally I've been on some the most gorgeous glamorous yards I've not actually stabled on them I've had lessons there and the horses aren't allowed in the fields so everything looks beautiful, but the horses are all like have got mental health issues because they're not allowed out of like a 12 by 12 ever. Um, you know, I wouldn't put my horse through that. Um, with regards to some little things that I used to hate, I didn't like if there was millions and millions and millions of notes everywhere. I used to always think that's a bitchy vibe. Like, please, if you are doing this, do not do this. Could you please do this? If you are doing this, will you not? And I used to, like, if you've got like a note on every available surface for a note, I used to just be like, ah, fuck that. I'm not for that life. Like, because I think there's a way, isn't there? Like, do you know what I mean? If one person never like picks their feet out when they're coming out the indoor or something, you can just say like, but I just think, oh, when you've got like seven gazillion signs and I wouldn't, I would be careful about like a vibe. So I think I wouldn't want to go to a yard. One of the unhappiest places I was at was a yard that had a like a tea room that everyone just sat in there. They didn't bother with the horses and they just basically all slagged anyone who rode off. So it was mainly the adults slagging like kids and stuff off. And I just think like I w- if I was going to a yard now, I would want to go to a place where the people gave me a feeling that they were there for their actual horse. They weren't there for the conversation. Mm-hmm. They weren't there for, like, to see what other people are doing. I would want to feel like, oh, yeah, they're, they're all, they all hack out. They've all got pleasure rides planned. They've all got, you know what I mean? Like, that vibe of, mm-hmm. like, we are here to actually do the horses. This isn't just, like some sort of an excuse to make everyone else miserable mm. yeah I would just be really careful like make sure you go through the rules and um 
see that they're going to work for you and your horse, you know, like things like do yards insist that everybody feeds at the same time or is there rules like, you know, you're not allowed to leave the last horse out, things like that, because they can sometimes cause problems at yards. Um, but I think I don't I think that's all been really negative. And I and I think that potentially for you, it will be a lovely thing if you find the right. Yeah, place. I think- you know, at the weekend, you can look forward to hacking with a friend. It'll be great for you yeah, and exactly. for your horse. Um, Especially if there's like a little arena, you can start jumping. And yeah, there's so much and support, particularly with this being your first horse. Yeah. You know, you can, you'll be able to, the support that you will get, I, I, I might be able to get, will just be absolutely amazing. And I think that, you know, yards are not, I know, we, like I said, we've erred on the more negative side there. But like I said, I am still friends with people that I met on the livery yards. I've been, you know, and I've, I've been on yards before. You know, this is the first time that since I've lived here, it's the first time I've not had horses on yards. And like I said, I've had some wonderful experiences on yards. I mean, we one year, one yard, we um, we started running our own dressage competitions, and they were just fun. You didn't have to dress up for them. We got um a local dressage rider, a local dressage judge who was going through her exams and she would come down and she was and she would judge. Someone would take it in turns to write. And we basically, we did, everyone chucked in a couple of quid for each test and we did it for charity. And everyone That's used lush. to bake a cake. And we used to do stuff like that. So, you know. Yeah, like yards like that. They don't do that. that. Like, yeah. Like when I was really little, um, so I was like unsupervised 10-year-olds at the yard. And it was... Um, the year of I think it was foot and mouth and so there was no shows on um, and so the yard the summer holidays just organized so much stuff for the kids like and we did like and the adults joined in on like their fancy horses and played pony games and you know like I do have some definite happy memories of yards but I think one thing I'd be really really mindful of because you're a first-time horse owner I wouldn't ask for too much advice because I think if yeah. you ask for it, you then almost become like they think that they'll they're just going to keep they're going to keep giving it yeah even when you don't want to ask for it anymore, exactly even when you stopped asking for it you're going to keep getting it yeah and I just think there's such a wealth of knowledge on the internet and the good thing on the internet is you can Google it and if you choose to ignore it nobody's going to get offended so like you know if I Google Agreed. what for instance, like what weight rug should, you know, a Highland be in at this time of the year, I can maybe read 20 different opinions, listen to the good points, listen yep. to the bad points, make my own informed decision. Nobody knows anything about it. If I go to like, you know, Sally on the livery yard and say that, and then I and then she says, oh, it should be fully clipped with no rug. And I think that's a bit cruel and don't do that. She's then going to tell everybody else, you know, that I'm like, have come straight from the burning pits of hell. And I think then she'll always be like, well, do you think that's the right rug? Because in her head, you've yeah, kind of yeah, said, yeah, I yeah, don't really know yeah. what I'm doing. And I think you do. You know what I'm doing, yeah. That would yeah, be. Yeah, agrees. But good luck. Um, and Let us know you get on. Yes. Okay, Joe May. Been out of horse ownership for a few years. I have been ripped off with injured or dangerous horses, lost thousands of pounds and destroyed my confidence and love of horses. Two years later. Shall I get another one? Yeah. <laughs> of course. 
this is the one that's going to work out. This is the one that's going to work out. I tell you now, this is the dream. This is it's going to happen. You've had all this shit. This is the one that's going to work. Third out. time yeah, lucky. I oh no, with, with two years away. Third year lucky. Can you say that? <laughs> Something like that. Why not? There's two ways of looking at it in there, which is like basically. You've wasted all this money on horses now, so you might as well waste them more. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or this is the time, this is the chance, it, this might turn it round. This might be the one, this is the one that's going to turn it round. And you've had that break. You know, like when people say you shouldn't get straight back into a relationship, you should have some time being single. I've never done that, but like they say you should. So what I'm thinking is like that's been your single time where you work on yourself and you realise what you need in a relationship so you probably now really know what you need from a horse. Yeah. That's what I think. So basically, Very sensible. get on Tinder just get the horse. and just swipe. <laughs> that Buy a horse. Good. I get a horse. Tinder for horses. Yes. Honestly, we could be, we should be on track and stairs. That's, that is a winner. Copyright. So people can up people can upload their horses that they want to sell. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyone steals that. Guys, if and we've got anybody that knows how to create an app, we need to speak to you. Yeah. What are we gonna call it? Trotter. Trotter. Tinder. Grindle, grind, or whatever, and it's for gay people. Yeah. Nader. 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 But there's other ones, though, isn't there? There's like Tinder. What's the other ones? Um, Yeah, there's like some really big. um, I don't know why Whistle keeps coming to mind because that's not. Rada. Is it Rada? There's one that's famous famous people, people, isn't it? Yeah, and then they, they would be like, about it if way. Charlotte wants to sell and Carl wants to sell their horses, they could go yeah, on. Yeah, we could have like Raya. It's Raya. Yeah. Raya, that's it. What's <gasps> Naya. 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 Guys, if anyone knows how to create this app, we need to speak to you. Genius. Fucking genius. We'll have our, we'll be squinting yeah. millionaires next year, I reckon. Podcast, what podcast? We'll be in, Bah- <laughs> we'll be in the Bahamas for the winter. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be oh, like, my oh, wank of the week is just like, nobody brought, oh, me, I ac- nobody brought me a margarita. I accidentally ordered two Cartier watches <laughs> instead of one. <laughs> I'm such a silly billy. <laughs> <laughs> I bought so much from Gucci. I had to pay <laughs> to have it brought back. I'm ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. Even if I was that rich, I don't think I could ever spend that much money on clothes. I think I'd probably still go to Primark. Oh, I could easy. 100%. Could you? Hundred percent. No problem. Oh, Just easy. Do it for me. Oh, I mean, I I would like. If I could like go into Gucci and like sit in a room and then bring, you know, like that scene in Pretty Woman when they just like yeah. bring in the clothes and she tries and all the shit. That that's shopping. I hate shopping. I hate mm. going around and walking around shops and trying things on. 
Maybe I could. I don't know. I mean, I'd give it a go. I'm prepared to give it a whirl. Yeah, we'll give it a go. Let's see how we get on. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll do my wanker of the week. Um, So, it was basically just, it's Pam, but um, it was basically the day. So, I was clipping Bouge yesterday, and um, I've had a bit of a bad week, so I could have just done with a bit of a break anyway. So, it's clipping Bougie, and I've got these new clippers that we got, I think I got them for for Christmas last year to try and help Pan get better to clip. But what's really annoying, so if anyone's got them, actually, and you can give me a tip, please give me a tip. So when I clip with them, like, you know, and they're upside down, like for the belly or like under the chin, it's like bits of hair go between the set of blades because it's not, it's the like pre-tensioned blades, they're Moser Avalons. And anyway, and then they just start going mm, like that and not clipping. And it just was getting progressively more mm, and less. Rrr. And so after a while, they just, I couldn't clip, like the blades were fucked. And so Bougie is sporting the world's worst haircut, which he is absolutely furious about. And how is he supposed to be taken seriously as a supermodel? when he literally looks like he's because the way I clip because I'm quite like basically the way I paint it's just very sporadic so like he's got bits here bits not here like he just looks like a fucking patchwork quilt so anyway that was going on then Bougie hit the roof and Bougie's actually quite good to clip even though it's just a second clip went ballistic the dog snoring by the way went ballistic um and so Pan hasn't been going in the field. He's just been going in the gravel paddock because he started with mud fever and then he was starting to get cellulitis, which is what he does. So that was the end of him going in the muddy field because he's just a walking vet's bill every fucking, every year without fail. Anyway, and I thought, you know what? His legs are looking good. He's been in. I'm going to put him in the proper field, let him have a good roll, a run around, you know, because I knew I wasn't going to have time to ride because I was clipping. So put them out. He was out for maybe an hour, him and Manny, before the bastards decided that they would pop the gate, burst through it, come galloping back into the stable yard. So Bougie obviously heard all this, but I had headphones in, so I couldn't. So Bougie started just throwing himself around, smacked his head off the top of the um, lights. Now I went out, saw them, and I was like, right, okay, that's fine. I'll just go and get the head collars and I'll catch them. Fine. Manny, let me catch him. Pan, fucked off. So it's like, right, so Bougie's going ballistic in the solarium. And like like I said, smacking his head, I can just see like, doom, doom, as he's like rearing and leaping. So I went back, put him back in the stable, went back out to try and get Pan, at which point Pan decided to clear a barbed wire fence into the sheep field, where he galloped up and down for probably 15 minutes in like knee-deep clot. So that was absolutely... Well, at least you didn't have to ride him. At least you didn't oh, have to ride him after that. When I jumped him today, he was so excited. And I was like, you did badminton yesterday. How are you, How have you got any fucking energy? <laughs> Honestly, Carla, there, there, he, you couldn't have put any more mud on him. It was like somebody had just tipped like a skip load of mud oh, on him. No. So I had to bath him from like 
literally nose to tail. Every inch of him had to be scrubbed. And he stood looking like furious. And I was like, you have brought this on yourself mm. because who, like I was doing you a fit. That's what annoyed me. I was like, I was doing yeah, you're being nice. a favour. Like I knew you were going to be muddy and I didn't mind. I was going to brush, like all of that. It was your day off. I was being really kind. And this is how you repay me. And you pulled a shoe, you stupid twat. And I thought oh. he blamed himself. But actually I was amazed he was still sound today. So that, oh, and then to top it off, I put Bougie out for a couple of hours after I clipped him again to be kind. And Bougie was a dick when I was bringing him through the gate and impaled himself like by the stifle on the gate. And I thought, and then he just stood on three legs and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then like, after about a minute, he just walked off. And then I, I went back out later, like a couple of hours later with Ben. And I was like, I've got to trot him because I can't cope with like the worry. And he was sound. And then I worked him today and he was sound. So I feel like yesterday was the day of dodging massive bullets. Yeah. Equally. Three bullets there. Of, well, particularly Pan. Fucking prick. Prick. They are pricks though, aren't they? Yeah. They are pricks. And there's us. We've just spent, what, an hour telling people to buy more horses. Yeah. We're As horrible, I looked, you know when they get that look in their eye? He, he was eyeing at the barbed wire. And I was like, no, no. Vince has I, it all the time. No, no, no. Come on. Like, come on. Good boy. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. And he was just like, fuck you. And sailed yeah. over the barbed wire. I swear to God, if Vince had fingers, his would be... 98% of the time flicking the bird at me. Yeah. Like, literally, that is what he would be doing if he had a thing. Because that's just the look on his face, just what he does. It's just... Basically, I remember one time when he was he was actually when, when he was on my trainers at the time and he was... I remember a groom looking in, sort of walking past the stable and she went, what's Vince doing? And I said, probably just plotting my untimely death. Because <laughs> that's just what it felt like at the time. They are such dickheads, aren't they? Yeah, selfish bastards. So my one, my one was, um, I had a bit of, um, on the whole, as a person, I'm quite um, kind of a body confident person. I'm like, anyway, <laughs> I have got a couple of things coming up and I needed um, some clothes to wear. So I did an online order and I ordered this amazing, amazing two-piece. It's like gold sequin. And it's got like a big shoulder and it's oh, just cool. like fucking amazing. And I ordered it and it came. And I'm like, I'm one of those people, I'm like a size eight, pretty much standard, most shops, yeah. Primark, whatever. I'm a size eight. So I ordered a size eight in this top and this trousers. Put the trousers on, fit me fine. Went to put the top on. The top did not even come close to doing that. Like, I mean, it was miles off. Where was it? And from? let me tell you then, ASOS. So let me tell you, I spiraled. I was like, I had, as a result of this, I had probably the worst body image day I've had of my, well, not maybe of my life, but for decades. Like, I convinced myself that I had the shoulders and the upper body of a Russian shop putter. <laughs> I decided I looked like, is it what women the Mr. Men is the triangle? I don't know who it is, but that is what I look like. So I was like, well, obviously, I've got a size eight bottom, 
and then a size eight top won't even do up. I'm completely out of proportion. I must look incredibly strange. I look like I've, I've probably won some arm wrestling championship. I honestly, I was proper, proper in a bad place. And I laugh about it. But I cried. I was like, I can never leave this house. I can't go out in public again. Because everyone's going to point from dancing that. on the stage to now being like... Oh, no, this, this was before I danced on the stage. All right, okay. Pre-stage before dancing. I danced on the stage. Oh, well, you bounced back the stage remarkably. Only, the stage dancing. The stage dance only happens on Saturday, okay? <laughs> so we're coming from that. It's only two days ago. But you're, anyway, you're doing very um, well then. I know. Much so anyway, I, I, uh, yes, I was really, I was like crying. Oh, hello. Fuck you, deciding what body society giving me unrealistic body expectations. No, 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 no. I was like, I put something on my story, and one of my poll instructors was like, don't you dare get down, you know, you're strong and brilliant. So that picked me up again. Anyway. I sent the top back. I thought, I'm not even going to look at it again. Yeah. I'm sending it straight back. But I did like the outfit. So I ordered the top and I thought, I'll be safe and I'll order it in a 12. Yeah. It's easy going to fit. Anyway, this top comes. I go to put it on. I can't do it up. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a 12. Like, literally, this is like, and I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I don't believe this. And I start ranting it. Just so happened, I was trying it on the front of my husband. He goes, "But well, what's that? And I mentioned before, it had like a big padded shoulder. But it turns out the padding from the shoulder, had like was, was that when you buy it, so they can fold it, the padding of the shoulder sort of goes under your arm and it pushes out the side. So the reason I couldn't do the zip up was because there was a big fucking load of padding that was meant to be on the top of my shoulder. And they sort of like tuck it underneath to be able to fold it up to fasten it to you. So I basically put myself, so it turns out now this size 12 too big. Um, I basically put myself through the most devastating mental anguish of my life. Um, I spent 24 hours pretty much crying about having the shoulders of a Russian shot putter. And it turns out it was actually just um, a shoulder pad that was in the wrong place. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Like, I'm honestly, you'd never get that in Gucci, would you? They would have sorted those shoulder pads never. for you. The shoulder pads would have been in the right place. Yeah, that's the problem. See, that's why we need. That's why we need to go to Gucci. I went to work the next day. I swear to God, I bet everyone at work was sick to fucking death of me because obviously it was before I got the twelve, and I realised that the. I just had the shoulder pad in the wrong place. Um, and I kept going on about uh, society expectations of bodies, unrealistic beauty standards, the fucking ridiculousness of clothes sizing. Like a man goes into a shop and he wants a pair of jeans and he knows that his waist is 32 inches and his legs are 34. So he buys a pair of jeans and his waist is 32 inches and the legs are over. What do we do? We have to pick a number. Yeah. We have to pick a number and I'm ranting and ranting and ranting and I could tell everyone was like fucking hell is she ever going to shut up um anyway I don't regret well I do regret ranting a little bit because I did annoy a lot of people but anyway I recovered and I dressed as a demon and danced on the stage so and at least it was free returns yeah because that would have been annoying 
and I'd use Klarna, so I didn't have to worry about getting a refund or anything like that because Klarna just looked after it for me. So, so I mean, so it could have been worse. It could have been. I mean, the, the 24 hours where I was beating myself up for having for looking like a triangle in my head, then it is basically shit, though, with clothes, like yeah, because I like in the same shop sometimes you're like oh I'm having a good day like I'm I'm in these and then you're like oh but I can't even get these ones over my big toe so like it's shit like it's shit it is depressing oh on that anyway, happy note on all that cheerful note I know I just said to Ben I'm, I need to buy because we've got a black tie wedding to go to just after Christmas. Ooh. I've never been to a black tie wedding, but we're only going to the Ooh. evening, do you? So, like, how dressy do you get for that? Dressy. My theory is just dress. I mean, just obviously don't wear a white dress, don't wear a wedding dress. But, like, my, my theory is I always work on the assumption is because I spend so much of my time in fucking jogging pants and stuff. If the opportunity comes up to dress up as much as I can, I'm always going to take it. But it's always. weird, like, so are people going to be sitting around watching them get married in, like, full-on ball gowns? Yeah, pretty much. I should as well evening gowns. That's weird. Not ball gowns. No one wears a ball gown anymore. I wouldn't like that. I'd feel like people were trying to upstage me. Not really going to happen on your wedding day, is it? Well, Carla, you don't know. I mean, I might look very well, good. Well, invited in me, frock. and I rocked up in my gold in my gold two piece that now fits. Well, the top's a bit big. Um, um, I I've also bought I also bought another dress, a black one, and I love it. But my husband did make me laugh because when I tried it on, I because you know, me, my, I do like one thing. I he's a bit annoying, but one thing I do love him when I buy something new, he goes, "Oh, do a fashion show for me," and he Aww. does like me to go and put my new clothes on. So I I bought this dress. And he says, I do love it. He said, but it does look a little bit like you were doing a floor routine at eight o'clock and going to a Morticia, Morticia Adams's um, party at 8.05. So it's basically, it's basically just a bodysuit with a lace over the top. Right, okay. So I see what he means, but... I don't know what I'm going to wear, but anyway, so I'd said to Ben, my my thing now is... Do I try and dye it quickly so that I look nice uh, in the dress? And then Ben was like, at Christmas. And I just think it's quite a selfish time. It's quite a selfish Don't ever time. Diet. Wedding. Don't ever dye it. Don't dye it. No. No. Oh, that was a firm no. I felt that, Carla. I, I mean it. I meant it. Why would you <sighs> dye it? Oh, I tend to before like a before I have to wear any sort of frock type of situation where my tummy can't be covered by like a baggy jumper. The joy of prior mentioned sections. Um, yeah, exactly. You grew a human. Two. Get yourself. Some, you grew two actually. Yes. yes. Um. Give it some slack. I'll just get some strong spanks, maybe. Uh, I think I'm going to get something sequiny, though. Yeah, get some sequins. Sequins always win. I I love sequins. I like those dresses, but I don't know if it'd be a bit much. You know those ones where they're like, 
um we go really off topic now especially at the end i've noticed um you know where they're like kind of like a, a nude colored net so it's like just sequins in some places do you know what i mean because no. i don't really i'm not good at describing clothes but like so say like it would be like a full like a dress say with sleeves but maybe like the sequins would only be like here oh uh, yes i do yeah i do know what you mean i do know what you mean yeah i like those yes maybe i'll maybe i'll treat myself that would be nice in black yeah, friday yes okay. or when our app takes off well yes we, yeah. we'll meet up at gucci I'll see it Gucci. Perfect. Tim Prada. And they'll just be, you know, just titivating your uh, your shoulder pads for shoulder you. Shoulder pad. <laughs> and we can regale them with stories of when we had to buy from ASOS and didn't understand. Oh, I just didn't understand. <laughs> Ridiculousness. All right. Anyway, well, on all that note, we will... Yeah, yeah. We will leave you until next time. We would love to um, hear from you about your Christmas Christmas present like experiences, horsey ones. So Christmas present tips for people in your life, such as riding instructors, yard owners, presents that you've bought previously, perhaps, or ideas for presents you've got that will help other people out. Hits, misses. Great presents, great, yeah, great presents that you've got. Perhaps a surprise present that you got that was amazing and you... Something you wish someone right would buy you. Yes. Or also the slight failures. I've got a failure one. Okay. Um. So thank you so, so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye.